Hello and welcome to the two-year anniversary episode of The Studio Cellar, and it's just Tom and Jim here tonight. Studio Cellar! Wow, two years. It seems like just yesterday the table was falling apart inside the live room as we had guests on it. It's true. It's just... Just like that. Yeah, but now we get this rock solid two years anniversary table. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think an episode goes by where we don't talk about the table. This this baby's rock solid. Listen to that. Oh yeah, it's not going anywhere. Sounds pretty good actually. This table's gonna it's gonna be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame someday. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so it's been a while. Um, we 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 finished our ten episode run, and then we took a two month break, which uh, just happened to be a coincidence because we didn't plan for that. No, and, we didn't. Uh, it just worked out that way. So, uh, what are we talking about today? Um, you know, I really don't know. Yeah, you do. No, I know we're going to be talking about uh, each other. We're going to catch up. We're going to talk we're about gonna talk about our feelings. <laughs> going to talk about bowel movements. No, we're going to leave those out. <laughs> But we're going to talk about the projects we've been working on with, uh, you know, our friends, and that's basically it. Yeah. You went on a tour? I did. I went on a tour with Adapter Adapter. Uh, we had an episode with uh, the wonderful Nick Ryder mm. uh, when he was a solo act, and uh, I have since joined the band. Actually, it's been it's been two years that we've been doing the Tudios... Tudios... <laughs> <laughs> the Tudios Cellar, and... Uh, it's been one year since I joined Adapter Adapter, so we've been going pretty strong, playing the uh, Providence, New England scene area thing, and uh, we just got back from our first American tour. That's awesome. Where'd yeah. you go? Where was the tour? So this was uh, pretty crazy, because I kept telling Nick, like, oh, we gotta go play South by Southwest. We gotta do it. We're just gonna do it. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't believe me. I mean, he did, but he was, you know. And I told him, I said, hey, I was like, let's go down there. Let's play some shows on the way down, and, uh, you know, uh, let's just do it. And he's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, tell you what, I'll book everything. All you got to do is get in the truck, and we'll go. So, you know, he put his trust enticing, in me. Enticing, very yeah, enticing. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know. I How took, do you say no to that? You, you don't. And uh, his work's pretty cool. You know, he got the time off and everything. So big shout out to the R-Hop. And, uh, What's the R-Hop? That Re- Rehoboth House of Pizza. That's what I thought the it folks was. folks at the Rehoboth House of Pizza. Excellent. And, uh, uh, you know, for letting him, for releasing him to me for a week. <laughs> uh, felt like a month, but uh, <clears throat> it was a week. But, um, yeah, so uh, with about a month to uh, book an entire tour, I started uh, sending emails to um, different um, venues throughout the country. Well, not throughout the country, mostly uh, mostly east of the Mississippi and Texas. Um and I used a company, here's a plug, called IndieOnTheMove.com, which is a website that basically, uh, it has a database of all the venues in the country and the booker emails. So you can go on there and you can create a profile and uh, you can you can send emails to bookers and try to get shows, you know, where, wherever you want in the country. And there's a free version and you can also pay to have an Indie on the Move representative book it for you, pretty much. They That's give pretty you, cool. They, bring you, they give you a consultation and um, tell you how to write your pitch, 
And at that point, you can either just take the pitch and you can send it out yourself or you can have them blast it out uh, in one you know swoop because they have the ability to do that. So two weeks go by. I'm sending out emails. I'm not getting any responses. I'm kind of panicking. And Nick keeps going. So we're we going on tour. We're going. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, we're going. We're definitely going. <laughs> and behind, behind his back, I'm like, oh, my God. Are we gonna, I don't have any fucking shows booked yet. What's going to happen? Uh, so two weeks go by, I get nothing. I go, all right, I'm just going to pay for the uh, for the consultation. So uh, Kyle from India on the Move, talked to him on the phone, gave me a consultation, uh, put together a pitch, sent it out, immediately got like fucking 50 responses in an hour. And that's not even an exaggeration. Wow. I Yeah. So how, this, this, w- Quick question. How, how was it different from when you tried on your own from when you got the help from India on the Move? It was just... Um, How did he craft it to get that kind of attraction? You know, you he added in a lot of uh, accomplishments that okay. the band had done that I didn't necessarily put in the email. I mean, my email, email was basically like, hey, we're going on tour. We're looking for some places to play. Do you have any availability? Oh, you played the nice guy card. Yeah, exactly. So, But, uh, you know, he kind of helped me craft it so it had a lot more accomplishments that we've done in the last year, uh, our album and where we played and... You know, some bands, larger bands we've played with, like Satellites Fall, Davey Moore, friend of the show. Hello! Pistol Shot Gypsy. Hey! Jeff, Ron. Miss you guys. Oh, uh, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Jeff. And Jeff. Yeah, so um, sent out a ton of emails. Obviously, with two weeks to go, a lot of them responded back, said, oh, sorry, we're booked. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get some back, so we ended up getting uh, the legendary Dobbs in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. So thanks so much to Nina. Uh, uh, who runs the Legendary Dobbs, which is an awesome place to play if you get a chance. Uh, a lot of famous acts have gone through there. Um, we had a great time there. It was a good crowd. Uh, Dan, the sound guy, he was awesome. Uh, so Philly. Um, then the next night was Washington, D.C. In D.C., where met, was... Met up with Sissom. Ah, oh, uh, Sissom! My friend Ed had some had some dinner together. That's awesome. Had some Korean barbecue. Oh, that's excellent. Yes, and we played at a place, uh, played at a place called the Treehouse Lounge. Right. Uh, and that uh, we got hooked up with that from Colin. So it was, shout out to Colin. Wow, this is shout out time. Oh huh? yeah, and Howard, the sound guy, great dude. He was the bartender and the sound guy, and he was on the ball. Wow. Yeah. Good with for the him. drinks and the sound. Do you think anyone? That, that's a these, talent. Do you think any of these people are going to listen? I I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> if I tag them. Uh, after that was Nashville. Nashville was a was a bit of a. Um, a slower night. We we got into town around five and kind of went out on the strip there and uh, grabbed a couple of drinks and uh, you know hung out in some of the bars. It's just Nashville's a really cool place if you get a chance to go down there. Um, really really happening. But we ended up um, going to an open mic night at a place called the Commodore Grill, which mm. is uh, run by a woman called Debbie Champion. And uh, basically, what happens is is you uh, she she does like a um, a showcase. So acts that have been through there before get to play like three or four songs and then newer acts get to play like two and then if you're brand new you get to play one. So you sign up and you get to play one. Only drawback about that was is uh, we only got to use guitar and tambourine which was cool. Uh, we ended up just hanging out there and, and watching a lot of really talented people play. Well, that's and, cool. Uh, made, made some made some cool friends and uh, played one song and then uh, hit the road. What song did you play? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I was so nervous that I don't even fucking remember. You don't even know what song no, he played. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, I don't think Nick's actually named it yet. It's, oh, so it's it was a, a new. It track. was a brand new one. Yeah. All right. Um, after Nashville, 
we uh, decided uh, well, after Nashville, we, basically what I did when I was booking this, I booked the hotel rooms about an hour outside of where we were playing. So that way we got a little bit of a jump start towards the next destination in the morning. That's an interesting method. Yeah. and uh, Did it work out well? It did. It was a little terrifying uh, at some points, but uh, because, you know, you'd play all night and be exhausted. And then one, some of them would be like an hour and a half drive. Like the, after we played DC, it was an hour and a half drive out into the middle of nowhere, Virginia mm-hmm. <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning. And um, shout out to the Econo Lodge. Love the Econo Lodge. Been Can't couple... beat it. Can't beat it for 50 bucks. <laughs> I've been at a couple Econo Lodges in my day. <laughs> yeah. We've actually shared a bed, Tom, at an Econo Lodge. We did when? Uh, when we were driving to Florida. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. The Econo Lodge. Strictly platonic, though. That's not the first time we've shared a bed in a hotel room, either. That's true. <laughs> Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And we, <laughs> we both slept in the exact same position we fell asleep in. It was ideal. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I actually used that fucking word today. Of course you did. And I sent the email and I went, God damn it. No, it's effective, man. Wait on return on that word. Yeah. It'll it'll pay dividends. So after Nashville, we go to a hotel. It's about an hour hour and a half out. Um, We wake up. We go to Memphis. We spend a few hours in Memphis, had lunch, got some barbecue. I was like, did you eat some barbecue? Of course. We hit three of the four major barbecue capitals of the United States. Ooh, and you had barbecue in each, I hope. Yes, we did. Uh, That's great news. Yeah. Which one, which district was the best? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Memphis. You like the Memphis barbecue? Yeah. Interesting. Because the Carolinas got the, the vinegary. See, side. I'm not a fan of Carolina barbecue. I like Carolina barbecue. Yeah. Personally. I like I, Yeah. Yeah. Teach their own. Ah, it's great. That's why I love barbecue. So we're sitting at uh we're sitting at lunch at Memphis and all of a sudden I get an email from uh a lovely gentleman named Mr. Troll. Ah. Uh and he Sounds goes, legit. He goes he goes, Oh, I don't check this email. He's like, um, if you guys want to play tonight in Dallas, I can get you on. So we're like, shit. <laughs> so I call this guy, and of course I pick up, I call him, I go, hi, uh, I'm looking for uh, Mr. Troll. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is him. And I was like, oh, good, cool. Like, I got your email. And he's like, yeah, come on down. I'll put you on as a featured act. Wow. So we're like, shit. <laughs> so we jump in the truck, we haul ass to Dallas, and we play at this place called Poor David's Pub. Great place. Um, we played with... Uh, Kristen Cawthron and the Dark Side, great band out of Nashville. Um, very talented. Uh, so thank you so much to Mr. Troll for putting that on. Thank you so much to Carlos, the sound guy. Easily the best sound guy I've ever dealt with. This guy was... Dealt with. I like how you phrased that, too. Yeah. No, he was on the ball. Like, he was just good. And uh, we ended up playing. We had a good time. And um, the show was over, and he, uh, everybody left. And Carlos ended up coming up to us afterwards and saying, hey, you guys want to jam for a while? So we stuck around the club, jammed with him for a while, and uh, some other dudes who uh, were there. That's awesome. And uh, it was good. So Dallas was good, and uh, then we left and went to Austin. Spent two days in Austin with Mr. Chris, friend of the show, who's never actually been physically on the show. We, you did interview him, though. I did. Eversive. So we uh, we went and crashed with him and and Tiff. I like Chris. He's yep. a good guy. And that was that was good. And uh, we got there. We ended up playing at a place called Spinners, which was outside of the city. So it wasn't too packed um, because most of the stuff going on was down at South by Southwest, South by Southwest downtown. But um, uh, a friend of ours um, ended up hooking us up. 
and uh, we ended up playing with a band called Sleaze, who the singer is actually the son of Doyle from the Misfits. All right. If you're a Misfits fan. Okay. Um, so we uh, we played we played with them. Uh, Chandler Lang was the dude who hooked us up with Sleaze, so shout out to Chandler for that. <laughs> and uh, this is the show of shout outs. Yeah. Well, you ha- you've, it's been two months. Lots happened. It really. You has. met a lot of people I on tour. You gotta, sh- you gotta shout them all out. I really do. You know, I, and I'm so appreciative of every everybody we met. We met a lot of cool people, and like I can't shout out all the, the the names of the fans we met too. But um, <laughs> please don't do that. No, I'm not gonna do that. There was a lot of them. But um, <laughs> so we played spinners. That was pretty good. We, uh, you know, we came home. We crashed, and uh, next day we just enjoyed the festival. Went downtown to Sixth Street. Got pretty drunk. Uh, Nick was wasted. And actually, I'm going to embarrass him now, and I'm going to play this this uh, clip of... Uh, uh, I, I told Nick when we got down there, I was like, <laughs> do not drink Lone Star. It is really bad. Like, just don't drink it. And he, be, despite me, he drank it. And after about drinking 10 of them, this is what came out of his mouth. So by the end of the night, Nick thought he was the Lone Star, but we had a good time. We met a lot of musicians on the street. A few of them let us jam with them, which was cool. Uh, so technically we did play South by Southwest because Nick and I walked up and down 6th Street with the tambourine and the harmonica and just kind of played. <laughs> and we got, a, we got a good little crowd going on, so that was cool. So yeah, two days with Austin. Uh, we, we wake up Thursday morning and we uh, hit the road towards uh, New Orleans. And uh, oh my God, Bourbon Street is out of control. There's I, no control on Bourbon Street? There is not. And I remember uh, the last time I saw your dad, Okay. Uh, I was asking because you know he travels a lot. I was he like, does. "Well, what's your favorite city?" And he said, "New Orleans." I know why now. <laughs> I know why. Yeah. Oh my God, Bourbon Street. We didn't even intend to go there. Like we, I couldn't for the life of me, for some reason, could not think of what the the major like tourist area was there. Um. So we pulled into town around like I don't know seven, and uh, I fill up the truck and uh, with gas, and we're just trying to find somewhere to eat. And drink just to you know hang out and check out the city. Beautiful city. And uh, I check Yelp and uh, this uh, Nick was like, "Oh, let's get a po' boy because I guess they're famous for po' boys down there." And uh, we find this place, so we go to it, and uh, it's friggin' like the, the most popular tourist attraction there. So we don't get in there, but we just happen to walk across Bourbon Street as we're going there. And I went, "Oh shit, Bourbon Street! That's right." So we walk- hey, here we are. Yeah, exactly. So we walk down Bourbon Street. Dude, just bars and bars and alcohol and drinks on the street and music. There's this place called, we went to this place called Huge Ass Beers. Four different kinds of beers. A half-ass beer, and then I think there was like a, a full-ass beer, and then there's a, a huge-ass beer, which was literally like an ass-shaped glass. I think it was, I think it was like forty-two ounces of beer or something like oh that. Oh my god! And then they had the like the really big one, which I forget what might have the been extra the extra big ass fries, the extra huge ass beer, seventy-two ounce bottle of beer, and you can just walk out on the street with this thing. People are walking around with seventy-two ounces of beer and an ass. 
Yeah. This place sounds awesome. Dude, Bourbon Street is on. I, I, you know, if, if I ever get married, that's where the bachelor party's happening. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Bourbon Street. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say huge-ass beers. Yes, huge-ass beers. I get it. No, but it was good. Good music, good time. And uh, we're, we're kind of upset we didn't get to spend more time there, but I did have a, uh, a muffaletta. Which, if you're not familiar with that, what's that? It's uh, actually Tiff, uh, Chris's girlfriend, who we stayed with, is from uh, Louisiana, so she told me to grab one. So I got one, and it's a big ass sandwich. Um, it's like an Italian sandwich, I want to say, but it's got olive salad on it. Yeah, I don't like olives. I'm not really either, but it was really good. It was really greasy. That's good. And then I ended up throwing it up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh. That's another thing. I ate like shit this entire tour. Yeah? You feeling it? I have been on a diet since I got back. Yeah? It was bad. Like, I've never eaten so much truck stop food in my life. Ugh. Yeah. It was terrible. I probably have the... That that worm that Fry got on Futurama or something from eating the egg salad. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we do that, and then it was a three hour drive from <laughs> New Orleans to Jackson, Mississippi, where we spent the night. Uh, woke up, drove to Alabama, drove through Mississippi, drove to Alabama. I was very disappointed to find out that Greenbow, Alabama, is not an actual place. Yeah, you told me that, and I didn't know that either. Yeah, I was like, shit. Because I thought in the movie when he starts his running journey, they show a map of him starting and running or I'm, something like that. I'm sure that it's not accurate. No, probably not. But I was like all excited. I was like, I think we're going to drive by that area where Greenbow is. <laughs> of course, we're going through Alabama. Alabama. we got to be going by Greenbow. So I'm driving the truck and searching the internet on my phone like a moron and like, I find out Greenbow's fictional place. So <laughs> disappointing. Uh, <laughs> But um, there, the the Welcome to Alabama sign actually says Sweet Home Alabama, in case you're interested in that. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So drive through Alabama. We got to Atlanta. We stayed in Atlanta. Um, we didn't play in Atlanta. We just went into town and spent the night there. Really nice city. I've always been a little skeptical about Atlanta, thinking it might be a little bit, uh, bit of a shady place. But no, it was cool. Clean. Good place. And uh, yeah. After that, we uh, went back to the hotel, went to bed, and played our last show. Yeah, where was the, the last show? In Graham, North Carolina. Big shout out to Bill West, <laughs> Will, and Gina at 54 West Music. That place, such nice people. We had we had a great time there. It's a nice uh, nice place. They've got they've even got a uh, uh, like a backyard stage too. So like during the summer, they can have really probably cool shows out there. So. We definitely want to get back there. Uh, Bob was the sound guy, really cool dude, older guy. He was like a cowboy. <laughs> we were afraid. We were afraid everybody was going to hate us in there. One guy did. So <laughs> we start playing, and uh, we finish two songs, and this guy comes up and goes, you guys are too fucking loud. You're too loud. Everybody in here thinks you're too loud. And we're like, all right. So I was like paranoid for the rest of the set. Like I had a really bad set that night. I mean, we had fun, but. I, I was just really nervous the whole time, thinking we were pissing everybody off in there. Um, so we finished the next song, and the bartender, Gina, she goes, you guys play as loud as you fucking want. I kicked that guy out of here. <laughs> so, so the, And everybody was cheering and everything. So we finished the set, and uh, it was good. Uh, Bob, the sound guy, he was like, you guys, they were a great two-piece act. you know." And uh, we ended up playing with uh, this guy, Cyril Lance, who works for Moog. And if you know me... I love Moog. I have a Moog shirt. 
I wear it all the time. This guy designs Moog synthesizers. Yeah. So it's like, shit, you know? He <laughs> So he came in wearing his uh, his Moog uh, sweatshirt, and I, and I was wearing my Moog shirt. Because I, I, I wore it because I knew I was in the area where Moog, you know, the Moog um, headquarters is. And uh, I was like, hey, man, I was like, you work for Moog? And he was like, he's like, yeah. And I was like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I design the instruments. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was a really cool dude. He ended up lending a guitar to Nick because Nick's guitar was uh, messing up. So big shout out to Cyril Lance. Guy's the man. We also played with the uh, Luxurious Cadillacs. That's an interesting uh, name. Yeah, they were cool too. Blue. It was all it was all blues pretty much that night. So, uh, that works. good crowd, good time, and uh, you know, really, really grateful. And uh, we woke up and we fucking drove eleven hours to get home. Wow! And then you went right to work the next day. Yep. <laughs> and that was the tour. Good times. See, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I was going to say, do you think you're going to play at any of these places again? Definitely. We made some good contacts, so. Yeah? And uh, as a matter of fact, De- the Dead LA friends of the show were uh, on tour at the same time, and, and they had a they had a pretty good time, too. They played some different places. We were actually going to meet up in Nashville and have a couple of drinks, but they didn't end up getting in until, like, really late, so we didn't end up meet up with them. But they, they, did, um, they did more of the Florida circuit. So they made a they made a bunch of connections down there. So we between the two of us, we've got some pretty good connections for the next time we go out. That's awesome. If you guys do something together, yeah, we were gonna try to do that. Pull your collections. But um, the way that India and the Move kind of pitched it was like nobody's gonna bring in two bands from yeah Attleboro. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's pretty cool. So what what do you guys? Have you, are you right back to writing music again? Are you back to practicing? What are you going to play? Oh, we're back to, we we kind of took a week off just to kind of you know recuperate. I mean, it literally felt like we were gone a month. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I mean, it's a long journey. There's a lot of driving. I put 4,000 miles on my truck. Good thing it's new. <laughs> yeah, and I already have to get it, the oil changed this weekend because <laughs> it's at that point. But um, yeah, no. So we uh we took a week off. We ended up playing a breast cancer benefit on Saturday, um, at a place called Skioli's in Milford. Okay. Uh, really nice place. Uh, the crowd was a little older. We were a little worried <laughs> because it was all acoustic acts until us, and we're pretty loud. They loved us. Oh wow! They nice. loved us. We ended up playing for like two hours. Wow. The owner bought a CD. He wants us to come back. So we're pretty pumped about that. That's awesome. You know, everybody, we we had the most people ever dance to our music that night. Wow, really shook the place up. We did. Good for you. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And then uh, we're playing Thursday the second at uh, the Salon in Providence with uh, Sasquatch and the Sickabillies, who are uh, pretty uh, famous in the area. So we're excited about that. And Eric and the Nothing. Which uh, Chuck Perry is in that band? No. Yeah. No way, Chuck. Yeah, we're gonna be playing with Chuck. Oh my! D- what kind of music do they play? The first Coco Habitual fan ever. <laughs> the only Coco yeah. Habitual fan. Uh, Chuck. They play like I don't want not not surf rock, but like it's kind of got a vintage vibe to it. I would say. Cool. A little bit uh, like fifties vibe, I want to say. But uh, and then Friday we're playing at URI. That's weird. University What's... of Rhode Island. <laughs> what are you doing there? Playing a show. That's it? That's it. All right. And that's what's on tap. 
All right, you've been listening to the Stephen <laughs> Seller. No. Uh, all right, so what do you got going on? Um, so you remember that forty-eight hour film project thing we yes, did last year? Yes, I do. Well, we're doing it again. You're doing it again. Yeah, we decided to have another go, and uh, uh, this time I'm going to be directing the forty-eight hour film project, which is, I'm assuming, a large undertaking from what I understand from Dan. Are you nervous? Um, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Is Dan? Gonna... I have concerns more than I am nervous. I think. <laughs> like, what kind of concerns do you have? None that I, none that I really want to talk about. Yeah, there's some shitty crew you have. You don't, wanna, <laughs> you don't want to call them out. No, that's not it. Uh, no, I just, you know, is it that Dan guy? That Dan Black guy? Is he not very good? Yeah, I got a real problem with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> He's a part of it this time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the way I, I imagine it, it's like, Aaron, isn't it? That asshole Aaron. Aaron's, Aaron's tough. <laughs> he, he's a tough guy. Looks he looks small, but he's packed. Yeah, a punch. I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with Aaron. Not me either. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're really looking forward to doing that. We actually just posted the uh, Indiegogo. We're trying to raise some cash to help make it. I guess that's what you do when you do these. Yeah, I heard uh, you guys made a video with it. I haven't seen it yet, but Jax was telling me about it. Yeah, we made a video. And you're all shirtless or something. I'm not shirtless. So she said something about people being shirtless. Maybe she was watching Chip and Dale's video instead. No, I mean, I get, we weren't wearing shirts, but we were wearing, like, jackets. Oh. So, I mean, we had jackets on. We basically made ourselves look like idiots. Oh. But that's okay, because that was kind of the goal. But, yeah, so we posted that in hopes to get some funds to, you know... <laughs> feed everybody. When did you post that? A couple days ago. Sunday, I think. Aaron put it up, so just out there. And it's 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 we made it really short. Just cuz we're like, you know, we're not going to drag this out any longer than it has to be. I think it's a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh there's some really cool perks on the site. You get, you know, copy of the DVD. Shit like that. That's cool. Yeah. So that's a good time and uh you know, you can't really do pre-pro for it. That kind of defeats the purpose. Right. You guys got to kind of do it. You, you, you. I think I remember you said last time you wrote it on Friday, filmed it on Saturday. Yeah. So that's the way. That's the way it kind of shakes out. Is you get all of the stuff that they give you to make your short, like the character name and the line of dialogue and uh, a prop and shit like that. And then you write that into a script and then break it down and then shoot it the next day and then edit it the next day and then deliver it. And what was the prop in the line you got in the last one? Um, I don't, so the prop was a journal. Okay. Um, and the line was, I don't know. I thought it was, it is what it is. That is correct. I actually. remember. Good job. I didn't uh, even remember. <laughs> um, so does, I edited the thing. Does everybody get the same prop in line? Everyone gets the same prop line and character, yep. So there's that common thread that's going to tie through everything. And uh, I know we had talked about this a little bit. Um, you, you're going to try to make whatever you get into a comedy? Well, I mean, not necessarily we're going to cram it into comedy, but we're, whatever we take, we're going to take and make it light. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do try and do something a little a little you know sillier or funnier because that's, that's where I'm comfortable as a filmmaker. It's being kind of... Goofy. Yeah, goofy. Being goofy. I hear that. Yeah. I think that's always fun stuff to do anyway. And uh, what is the 48 hour, if not fun, from what I understand? But uh, <laughs> Fun and <yeah>. stress? <laughs> I remember you were pretty stressed out about it, but uh, it was definitely rewarding. You guys did a great job last time. Thanks, man. I mean, I, I went to the premiere, and I watched some of the stuff that came out, and some of it was fucking crap. <laughs> 
Well, you got to understand, too, these people made it in 48 hours. Yeah, but some of it was fucking crap. Yeah, so, I mean, not everyone's comes out really great. I mean, see, the, the ones that come out the best just come out like, oh, that was good. <laughs> Like, you know, I think that's awesome. You well, know? Some of them came out really well. I mean, I think you guys are definitely in the top five that we saw. Well, that's that's being gracious, but thank you. No, I think so. It was, I mean, we were really nervous about it. We were all really nervous, and we didn't know <laughs> what to expect. And then we went there. <laughs> and, and saw the crap. And we and you saw were like, all right, we didn't do too bad. <laughs> we saw the first few. We're like, okay, well, all right, I think we'll, I think we'll manage. I think we'll be pretty good here. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, in my opinion, we were right in the middle. Yeah, well, you took what you got, and you, yeah, you did a good job. Dan did a good job writing, directing, doing that whole thing. So that who's stuff. doing who's doing the writing? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get Dan and myself to write it the night of. Okay. And then Aaron um, is gonna be the AD. What's so that? That's the assistant director. He's gonna be the first okay. AD. So he's gonna be the one who's gonna kind of keep us on pace. Um, and I'm gonna work with him. Is on... he doing sound too? No, no, he won't be doing sound. Who's doing sound? Uh, John Gage is going to be doing sound. Sound guy. I don't John know who Gage? that is. No, you don't. Uh, I've actually I met him uh, a couple times through Aaron. Has he talked to Aaron? Has Aaron, you know, vetted him out? Oh yeah. I trust Aaron. Oh, me too. I don't know about John Gage. Well, I was going to say for real cool. We've uh, we've hired John Gage before to do oh, audio okay. for us. All right, cool. So it's good audio. All right. Good. And he did last year's Forty Eight Project. Oh, okay. Well, then good. You're, yeah. you're good to go. I'm saying all this stuff, and I'm I'm pretty sure these people have signed on. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna listen and go. I never fucking signed up for this. Yeah. So I mean, we well, th- these are the people who we're talking to. I'm not sure who's completely solid. All I know is that uh, myself, Aaron, uh, Dan Black, and Ryan Convery from Fatfoot Films, because yep. Fatfoot Films has the name on it. Fan so, of, friend the of the show. Friend of the show. Friend, Ryan. Friend. Friend. Fan. He's actually on here a couple times. He has been. Um. So you know, he's. I we talked he's, about underboobs. He's gonna be. Yeah, he did a lot. And he's going to be editing this one. Cool. Um, so kind of break down the 48 hours for me. All right. I can give you a quick run through. Yeah. So the way I see it unfolding, and I actually I did this once for Aaron, so maybe I can tighten it up a little bit. Um, the way I see it unfolding is Dan and I would basically be sitting waiting on call at a location, waiting for the call from Aaron. The red phone. Yes, exactly. (laughs) The phone direct to the president. (laughs) Uh, So we get the phone call with what everything is. The the line, the name, the the prop. And what time does that come in? The genre, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Friday. So probably just after 7 p.m. Friday, you get that stuff. All right. You then have to create and write your story. Uh, And do that basically as quickly as possible. Um, and so you write it and then you create the shooting schedule for the next day. You have to do that like night of. Yeah. Otherwise. You don't want to be running around with your head cut off fucking trying to figure shit out. Exactly. I mean, I guess you could do the write it, go to sleep kind of early, wake up really early shooting schedule, shoot all day. But then I don't think I like that. But I was. They say most of the best creativity is done when you're sleep deprived. That's perfect. <laughs> so we're staying up late. We're going to do shooting schedule. We're going to go over the scripts. Um, basically get everything prepped for Saturday. Um, try and keep everything as you know simple as possible. We're going to try and shoot in very controlled locations. I've actually reached out to uh, City Hall about shooting exteriors in Attleboro. Oh, did you end up doing that? I did end up did doing that. Did you get that. a response? I did get a response. From the mayor himself? From not the mayor. Ah. Oh. 
But I did. You know what I was really excited about about that email? What? I got to go, dear Mr. Mayor, <laughs> comma, enter, enter, tab, type my email. Nice. So what did what, what did they say? You got permission? Uh, well, cause, no, because we were looking for information on what what it would take to shoot exteriors. Uh, you know, if we have to go through any permits, like or anything like that. And um, I mean, I'm still going through that process. So I know that if we need to like close a street, we need a police escort right. and all that stuff, and then we have to pay a police guy like forty five bucks an hour yeah, to come nice. out and a minimum four hours and mm-hmm. watch stuff, which is not on the budget. So. We're not doing that, whatever that is, but, I mean, from what I understand, I can reach out to um, City Hall, this person who emailed me back uh, to for any more questions or whatever, so I'm going to reach out to them when it gets closer to the date and kind of say, okay, well, we might be thinking about doing this on this day and then seeing what it's going to take. So now, how do you deal with, obviously, right now, you don't know what the weather is going to be that day. Yeah, but we're not relying on shooting something exterior. Okay. That's just something like, if we come up with something that needs to be exterior, we want to be ready to use it. Yeah. Um, so just seeing what it would take to have to shoot something outside if we wanted to shoot it in a public place. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so you've written your script, you've got your shooting plan together, you wake up yep. Saturday morning, what's next? You hit the location, um, whatever it is, wherever you can find it. Typically it's people's houses uh, because that's something you can just shoot in. Mm-hmm. You don't need too much permission besides just having the owner sign it. And typically it's, hey, my buddy's got a place. So you do a lot of that. Um, and you, you start to shoot the motherfucker. <laughs> you shoot it until it's done. And my approach, I'm going to, I mean, I'm a proprietor of simple, always have been. Yes, I know. Keep it simple. And uh, that's what I'm going for. Keeping, keeping it as simple as possible, as controlled as possible, getting as much accomplished in the time that we have as possible. And then making sure that our workflow is consistent enough to where we have multiple moving parts at once. So on Saturday, we start shooting. What I would imagine is that I would then, during some sort of break in lunch or setup or location change, head over here to Turbulent Studios where Adapter Adapter oh my God. is going to be doing oh, the soundtrack. Jesus Christ. Really? Wow. It is an honor, Tom Ribeiro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no, uh, yeah, we did talk about this. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, gonna be, yeah, I'm not surprised you're using our music. We're fucking awesome. No, I don't mean it like that. No, I understand. You're not right. surprised in this moment because right. you already knew. Right. Exactly right. But the thing is, everything has to be original score. Right. Or soundtrack written for the movie. So everything has to be written during that 48 hours. Right. So. Um, yeah, so I'm going to try to get Nick to get his ass out of bed early that day, and we're just going to lock ourselves in the studio. You don't have to be super early. So the way, okay. I, the way I imagined it planned was we're not, I'm not even going to get an, a necessary, I don't even know what we're shooting yet. Right. No okay, idea. good point. So we're going to start the day, and then- See where it goes from uh, there. Yep, and then when we have, I'm going to try and time it so that I can come here with you guys and put you on a path for what we've done in a mood based on what your mood already is. And then we can work on something from there. Maybe I can show you some some of the footage. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can be like, hey, for this, this is going to be one long take here. We want to do something really cool for this. Okay. Right? I don't know what that's going to be. But then we do stuff like that. Um, put you guys on a path. And then you can write tons of stuff for the, the remainder of the night uh, with any sort of details that you need from me or whatever. You can just go. 
And then I would imagine that mastering would then come the next day. Yeah, I'll probably be up all night doing all that. <laughs> really? You don't want to do it on Sunday? Uh, yeah, uh, no, I guess I could do it Sunday. Well, because what I would imagine for the post workflow would be that you send the tracks like that that are recorded to post, right? And they can use those as proxies right. until you make the master. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, so that way it's, there's nothing holding them up, and right. you don't have to necessarily master it all night. And then also, I was thinking if we need ADR, if we need to do any sort of any pickup at all, fully, yeah, turbulence the place because the hub for this is going to be Attleboro. And this is the Boston 48-hour film project. So no one's going to be doing this here. It's going to be, everything's really centrally localized. So my house, uh, Turbulent, those are going to be the places we're going to be hitting. And they're within a two-minute drive. Yeah. If cool. I, Where did you guys do it last year? Where was the hub? Uh, hub was Medford. Medford. So yeah, I, uh, I un- unhooked my entire editing rig. That sucks. Brought it up. Actually, it was kind of a nice process. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed unhooking it, packing it up. And then bringing it somewhere and then unpacking it. I guess it is rewarding. It was, oddly. And I was like, and everyone was like, ooh, oh, ooh. I'm like, yeah, this is my stuff. Um, all right. So you film all day <laughs> Saturday. I'm working on the score. Yep. Uh, at the end of the day, you've got all your, your footage, your B roll, um, your you know rough, raw tracks. We're going to sleep Sunday or we're up all night Sunday. Who knows? I mean, Saturday night. Who knows what the fuck's going on? Sunday morning, what's going on? All right, so Sunday morning is basically when post is going to be really kicking off because that's going to be what Ryan's doing, but he's also going to have an onset presence as well. So what we plan on doing is having a couple people midday split off on Saturday and head and start to uh, sync and assemble and basically collect all the, the good pieces of footage for Ryan to then piece together on Sunday. So as we're shooting, we're going to be sending cards to this you know, to, to whatever post-production place we're doing. We're going to be doing that. Okay. And then they're going to get started organizing it all. Cool. So that's, I mean, that's how we're basically going to try and get as much accomplished. And you need to be wrapped up by 7 o'clock Sunday night? So Sunday night, it has to be at this bar in Cambridge, I think. Oh, geez. So somebody's going to haul so, ass So someone's going to haul ass. On, so basically, our stop time is like 5 o'clock. Yeah, Sunday. Okay. 5.30 is like the fucking latest. That And then you gotta pray there isn't an 18-wheeler flipped over on 93 <sighs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah. we were we, What we were thinking about doing was also just uh, potentially trying to send the file digital and then having it compile in Cambridge. So basically putting the finished movie on Dropbox and then having someone in Cambridge write it and bring it over. Yeah. But I don't know. It's probably going to be a pretty big file. Yeah, you're probably better off driving it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of driving, um, if you haven't heard of this app called Waze, W-A-Z-E. I think I have. Check it out. It's pretty awesome. I used it during the whole tour. What's it do? Tells you where all the accidents are on the highway, reroutes you around traffic, and it tells you where all the speed traps are. Ooh, speed traps are different. I was gonna yeah. say Google Maps does all those things. Yeah. No speed. Uh, it tell. So basically, it's except a, for the speed traps, it's a social network. So all these people they call them Wazers have a you know a user account. Oh, and they so can be as like, you're as you're driving down the highway, you go up, oh, cop here, and it lets everybody else know. Oh, so I use so it the whole trip. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like here's where cops like to hang nope, out. No, no, it's live. So it'll say, oh, there's a cop here, 
and then it'll tell you up oh, in uh, in a half a mile. There's going to be a cop up here on your left. And when you get to it, you can a, a little thing pops up, and you can say either yeah, he's still there or he's gone, and it'll let everybody else know. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty slick. That's interesting. I because uh, I sped a lot during the trip. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine, especially from Memphis to Dallas. <laughs> I feel like uh, when. We went from in Bonner when we went to Bonnaroo, and then we drove from Tennessee to Dallas. Felt like I was going ninety the whole way. Just dude, get... Arkansas sucks. There is nothing in Arkansas. Oh yeah. Well, I, it was also like the dead of night for Arkansas. Yeah. For they me. do have the uh, Bill Clinton uh, Memorial Park or some shit there. I'm sure they do. They have like the birthplace too, the house he was born in. Well, don't they have that for Lincoln? Yeah, but that was Lincoln. This is Bill Clinton. <laughs> do they have one of those for every president? Maybe. This is where the president was born. Yeah, that's true, bro. Sorry, I shouldn't have farted at that. That's American history. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 48-hour film. We're doing it, and I basically just told you how. Yeah. I don't know if I actually should have even done that. Everybody's going to steal your ID. No, it's not even about stealing. Maybe it's maybe I'm too prepared. No. You can never be too prepared. It's true. I mean, I don't know what the hell we're doing. I just know how we're going to do it. Yeah, no, that's good. Have you kind of run through, like, have you at least done a little point? I mean, do you have any idea about what you could possibly get? Like, have you run through a bunch of different scenarios? I mean, yeah, so you can... Because you've seen what you got last year. I mean, you've seen how everybody else did it. You kind of have an idea now. You're not not a a novice at this anymore. Okay. You know? I mean, I, yeah, I get the lay of the land now. Right, so I guess exactly. you're, you're right. So, I mean, there's only so many genres you can get. And then if we get a certain kind, I'm just going to trade it in for a wild card one. I'll be like, so here are the ones I'm not making, definitely. This one, this one, and this one. Right. Because I don't know how. And basically, if I try, I'm setting ourselves up for failure. I don't. I don't want to do that. That's not fun to me. Yeah. So I'm gonna trade it in and, and roll the dice on something else. I'd rather be forced to use something than choose to use something that I didn't want. Right. All right. Yeah. And that's 48 hour. That's 48. I'm hours. excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited to write a score. That'd be interesting. I hope I can do it. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if it's gonna be so much score or soundtrack. Right. No, I know what you mean. But yeah, I'm excited to be doing something for it. Oh, dude, it's gonna be awesome. Like I'm, I'm really excited. Can we put our logo in the credits? Yeah. Nice. Sure. All right. Cool. All right. Let's move on to. Um, this week's picks of the week are brought brought to you by Cyber Slicer Three Thousand. What does that do? It's uh, it's a deleting function for all of your pornography. Oh, okay. All of your downloaded porn. Gotcha. You run it through the slicer, it gets rid of all the traces on your computer. That's good. That's a good thing to have. Right? Have you seen the, uh, you know how um, like people who have like medical con- medical conditions, when they get in an accident or something, they wear that metal bracelet that tells like the paramedics what to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the picture on the internet? That has the one that says, delete my browser history. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny, though. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, for those of you who don't know what Pixel of the Week are, and if you've forgotten because we haven't done a show in like two months, so when we go around the table and we talk about our favorite thing of the week. Mm-hmm. Favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm. 
Are we going to call it Thing of the Week? I don't know. Maybe we should come up with a different name. I don't know. Maybe we should just douche a lot of this stuff, revamp it, and then... We've been saying that for the last two years. It's true. (laughs) Why stop now? I know, exactly. Um, All right. You want to go? You want me to go? Um... You go. You probably right. you got yeah. I I got something. So mine's not actually uh, a one thing. Uh, well, I mean technically it's a collection of things. So <laughs> surprisingly, Jay Z released a new streaming service today, uh, March thirty first. While we're recording this, uh, called Title. It's T I D A L. He's got a bunch of other artists with him that are back in the project. His wife Beyonce and uh, I guess um, Jack White's backing it. Uh, um, who the hell else? Some other people. Madonna's behind it. A bunch of people. Anyways, um, it's like Spotify, but it's high def. So whereas, like, you get iTunes, you get Spotify, it's all MP3, which in my world, it sounds like crap. Uh, everybody claims it doesn't, but it does. Our show is MP3, is it not? It is, and it sounds like <laughs> crap. Uh, but in order to save space, you got to do it, and it's just us talking. So who wants to hear us talking high def anyway? It doesn't me, really make a me, goddamn me, difference. Me. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it's high def. So you can pay ten dollars a month, and you get standard definition, which is equivalent to Spotify and iTunes. Which actually, I think it's a little better. Um, or you can pay twenty dollars a month, and you get high def, uh, lossless streaming. So it's wow, a, it's in the FLAC format. So I downloaded the trial. I've been listening to it all day. It's pretty awesome because uh, I, for one, can tell the difference between uh, a lossless file and a lossy fi- lossy file. Everybody else can. They just refuse to believe that because they've never actually sat down and done a comparison. Mm-hmm. If you sit down and you flip back and forth between an MP3 and a WAV file, I promise you, you will hear the difference. Oh, there's an absolute difference. Just give it a try and stop fucking arguing with me, please. <laughs> Who's so, yeah, arguing with you about that? That's the like, world. That's like a known The world fact. is arguing with me. What, what does it make a difference? Yeah, it does. Do you not care about music? You do? Then fucking listen to the goddamn file the way it was meant to be listened to. That's all I'm going to say about that. Title, check it out. It's a good app. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. Uh, a lot of people have been saying it's going to fail because of these people who don't give a shit about the sound quality music. Nobody's going to pay $20 a month to listen to high def music when they can listen to Spotify for free and deal with an ad here and there. Uh, so there is some concern about that. But at the same time, if this does ramp out, uh, ramp up, artists could start pulling their libraries from Spotify and putting it on this service. And having people pay for it because uh, I don't know if you're you're up to date on the whole Spotify, uh, you know, uh, payout bullshit where no. art, artists aren't making very much money off of Spotify and they're pissed about it. Okay. Uh, so title, they will get a cut. Uh, they will make more money than they would if it was on Spotify. So a lot of them might pull their libraries if this thing becomes successful and stick them on title uh, exclusively. So title is going to be wanting to pull some big bands over. Exactly. And the other um, uh, perk of title is is they'll release albums before they're released anywhere else. Wow. How do they have the, the power to do this? Because it's Jay-Z. Because it's Jay-Z. He's got a lot of power. Yeah. I mean, look at the guy. That's true. He's powerful. <laughs> Looking. And he's got Kanye on his team. He's got Kanye. That's who else is backing it. And we all know Kanye gets what he wants. <laughs> so, title. Oh. Check wow. it out if you're into that kind of high def, which you should be. Fucking just check it out; it's good. There's a, a month free trial, uh, and it's just twenty bucks a month. Not Better bad. than Spotify, nice. in my opinion. And and I checked, and it's got everything that Spotify's got. So 
Like pretty much. Yeah, I, I I did a search for a bunch of obscure shit and found pretty much everything that I wanted. Oh, good for them. Yeah, I'm excited. So yeah. what's your what's your pick? Oh, uh, my pick is going to be an album by a band called Future Islands. The album's called Singles. Okay. Um, it's really good. <laughs> it's a good album. It's uh, it's got like a early '90s vibe going on. Okay. Um. Uh, Brit started listening to it, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a listen. So I listened to it, and and then apparently there's this really popular video of them where they were playing on Letterman, and he was the guy, the lead singer was dancing all funny or whatever, and everyone thought it was really funny. So <laughs> the video went viral or something, but I never saw it before. I watched it, and I was like, well, this is a good fucking song. Yeah. And so then I listened to the rest of uh, rest of the album, and it was a good fucking album. Is they uh is this a pretty new band or um well from what I understand they've been playing out for like eleven years. Um, yeah, but but I mean I I watched a NPR's Tiny Desk concert. Oh, they I, had one. They had one from like I think it was said two thousand eleven. Um, so they were doing shit back then, but I mean this album just came out last year. All right. Cool. Um, and yeah, it's pretty good. It's got, it's it's got like an early night, like a it's got a synth, it's electro, poppy kind of stuff, but not uh, like super yes. pop. It's a little indie, and it's, you know it reminds me a lot of the early '90s, in some of his lyrics and his delivery. He's got a, a very unique voice, and it's uh it's pretty good. It's dancey stuff. I don't know. I've been into that stuff lately. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Tiny Desk concert, I, I went, you know, we obviously listened to a shit ton of music while we were on the road. Mm. And uh, Listen to any Coco? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I ended up putting uh, Foster the People on for, for Nick, that album, Torches, because I was like, dude, I was like, listen to this album. It's a pop album, but for a pop album, it's fucking good. It is. And he was like, this is good. Like, you know? Considering what's out there for pop today, this is a good album, and it is. Uh, you know, they're really, a good band. They are. I haven't really got a chance to listen to their newer stuff, which I've been meaning to do. I um, heard the single, like the one they play on the radio every so often. I don't listen to the radio that much. Yeah, I don't either. But when I do, oh, it's... that's another thing. It's like when I bought my truck, I got a uh, three month subs- free subscription XM. Nice. No, XM sounds like balls. Sounds like crap. I hate it. It's worse than an MP3. You know, I don't even listen to music on XM when I have the access. I just go straight to the comedy stations. Yeah, those are pretty good. So, right again with the, it's just vocals. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to pay that much money to listen to comedy in the truck, though. That's true. <laughs> I can just do that for free on my yeah, exactly. fucking Exactly. Phone. All right. Uh, you've been listening to the Studio Cellar. We're back. I've got a bunch of guests lined up. We didn't do the midday social this time around, but I did attend it. Uh, John Laurenti's pissed off at you. I know. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I felt really bad. He he loves us though. He's telling me we got to do burgers soon. We we are oh. talking about. So you guys know we are talking about doing a little spinoff mini series that will be a part of the studio cellar called Burger Talk, featuring John Laurenti. I don't know if that's the official title, but that's uh, that sounds great to me. But uh, we'll uh, we're gonna go to some different burger places with John who is a uh, celebrity, even though he refuses to admit it. And uh, <laughs> we're going to eat burgers with him and bask in his glory. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. It is going to be I'm awesome. I'm really excited about so that. So look forward to that. We're going to try to get that in the works. 
Um, but yeah, I went to the media social. I made a bunch of contacts, so we should have a bunch of new guests lined up. I'm uh, excited about that too for for this season. I guess you'd call it. I don't know if we have seasons. Anymore. I think we're losing seasons. We're losing. I think we just go. We just go at the pace we want to go. We, you know what? You guys are all hooked. We're just gonna fucking do shows when we fucking feel like it. Has yeah, that yeah. You guys love us so much <laughs> that you just you're gonna have to deal with this. Sorry. Oh, and I want to give a shout out to Jesse Rivera, who's probably driving down uh, Route 90 right now on the way to work, listening to this. Uh, he's one of our uh, one of our new uh, diehard fans who who listens to our show. So thanks uh, a lot. Thanks, Jesse. And uh, sorry we've uh, hadn't haven't given you anything to listen to in like two months. So. Yeah, sorry about that. Hopefully this will be exciting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. All right. You've been listening to The Studio Seller. If you'd like more information, please navigate on over to www.thestudioseller.com or facebook.com slash thestudioseller. We are on iTunes. I highly suggest you subscribe to it. It is the best way to get new episodes immediately. Um, we are also on, what the fuck's the other one that I hate? Stitcher? Stitcher, man. Is that still fucking up? I don't even know. Uh, the last one we did, which was the Batman Triumphant with Todd and Christopher Brown, was fucked up too. Oh, speaking of Christopher Brown. I knew it. Oh my God. Shout out to Chris Brown. Kid went viral on the internet with his, uh, Teletubbies Joy Division video. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Way to go, man. Yeah, good job. You just won. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to plug anything? Yeah, I'm going to plug Second Class Cinema, the, the show that Tom left me for. No, that is not true. Left me forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, we watch B movies and review them, and it's uh, it's a fun time. We each pick a movie, and then we'll have an immediate discussion. It's reaction based. You know, we we're really coming off of watching it and just spitting out what we just saw, and uh, that was pretty good. I think we're up to. Like twenty, I think twenty-two episodes now. There's a huge library of stuff, and uh, check How that out. How the fuck are you up to twenty-two episodes already? Because we're balling. We're at sixty. That's that's almost halfway, and we've been doing this for two years. Yeah, but there's a lot more involved in this. Yeah. We get guests on. We do interviews. We do we do music videos, in studio performances. Oh, I guess this is this is different. Just remember, this is your home. <laughs> Actually, the nothing, other ones recorded nothing, in my home. Nothing will replace this. <laughs> You bastard. But yeah, it's a good time. Second class cinema. Uh, Google it. All right. I'm going to plug the studio, www.turbulentstudios.com. I am revamping the website right now. It says, hey, I'm revamping the studio. Please go to my Facebook, which you can find at facebook.com slash turbulentstudios. Should you put a GIF file up there? I can give you one. Is it the one of me flying around the Statue of Liberty? If you want it to be. <laughs> I forgot that existed. <laughs> Until I, post- I posted no, it. No, you posted it and you were like, here's Jimmy flying around the Statue of Liberty. I was like, what? And I was like, oh yeah. I look like I'm seizing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're flying. But uh, studio's ramping up, man. I, I just finished yeah, up. Who do you got uh, coming through? I just finished up the Sweet Releases single. Sweet uh, Release? Haven't seen those not, guys in a while. I know. Uh, Dead LA, I just fin- finished a single for them working on uh, some some music video stuff for them. They I, they shot some footage of them. Um, I've got the Salem Wolves coming in. I've got the infamous Cactus Stack coming in to do a single. Woo! Pretty excited about that. Love those guys. They actually opened for fucking Gorgo Badello. I saw recently. that. Good for you guys. Awesome. Friends of the show. Don't forget about the little people when you're famous. Uh, Truth. They were one of our <laughs> first episodes. Right. Uh, who else do I get coming through? Very Lumar, Christopher Brown. Yes. He's coming through. So it's going to be a jam-packed spring. It's going to be awesome. We should definitely have uh, a lot of those people come through and do an episode for the first time or even again. Definitely. 
All right. Well, uh, that's about it. Uh, we're back. Hopefully we won't wait another two fucking months to do a new episode. I've got some people who are interested in coming in, so stay tuned. Yeah. And uh, on that note, I am Jim. I am Tom. And remember, sometimes when it won't come out, you've just got to bite your lip and give it hell. Um, uh, uh, this is hard. We shouldn't do this to people. No, I know. <laughs> we, we put people on the spot and tell them to say things at the end of the show when we can't even do it. This is the first time I think we've actually tried it, and then there's not cut in a lot of pre-roll stuff. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Not really. Uh.